everybody. Welcome to Author Eke. Today I have Mike, who is a fellow soldier. So I'm going to say thank you. It's uh, November, and November 11th is Veterans Day. So uh, go out there and say hi to a veteran and stop by and see one if you know one. Shake his hand, shake her hand, do whatever you got to do. So, hey, Mike, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, let's go down the path of. from before soldier to uh, soldier mm-hmm. and uh, after. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Mike Bennett. Um, before I was a soldier, uh, nothing really of any great uh, renown. Uh, I went to the University of Maine at Orono. Um, and that's actually kind of where this story starts. Um, you know, back then I wanted to be a writer. And, uh, I was in an honors uh, seminar, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. And Stephen King came and lectured to us. If if you know Stephen King, he wrote Mm -hmm. a bunch of books, you know, horror stuff. Oh, yeah. But um, he is from Maine, as am I, or I grew up in Maine. um, And I still identify as being from Maine. Um, You know, so, so that was kind of part of the genesis of, of, of me wanting to, uh, write, you know, being inspired by someone like him, uh, which I didn't do, you know, I, I went in the army. <laughs> <laughs> so you start writing manuals or whatever, <laughs> reading them mainly. <laughs> uh, so that's what I ended up doing. Uh, you know, and I spent, uh, 30 years, both active and, uh, in reserve. Um, okay. uh, I started off in the infantry. Uh, I was an Alyssa guy at, at, at Fort Dix, and I had a, uh, uh, I, I don't remember the company commander, I don't care, but I do remember mm-hmm. First Sergeant Raymond Showers. Uh, for whatever reason, he liked me and saw a potential in me or something, and he, uh-huh. he, he got me to go to OCS. Oh, nice. Excellent. Uh, I guess, you know. Uh, <laughs> I remember I remember a few First Sergeants. Some of them were, uh, <laughs> I remember my drill sergeants. Holy smokes. Drill Sergeant Pugh. This guy was Everyone five knows. foot seven, weighed about a hundred and two hundred pounds. Was a Vietnam veteran, ranger in Vietnam. Yeah. Wow. And then we had another drill sergeant. He was the bad cop. The other guy was a good cop. <laughs> and uh, man, he would. But once you got to know him, what well, after uh, you know basic and AIT and stuff, I got to know him. But yeah. he was a good guy. But I saw the other drill sergeant when I graduated ANOC. He was a sergeant major. So, so time uh, flies. So, so, you know, I, I eventually, uh, you know, I went, I, I was commissioned as an infantry officer mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I, uh, you know, did my time, uh, as an infantry guy and, uh, you know, several years later went to the Q course, uh, mm-hmm. of course I went to ranger school, um, you know, when, when I was an infantry guy, um, and back then that was a late mid 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 late eighties where, uh, you know, my feeling was, uh, if you're, a, uh, and it's going to swear, didn't swear pretty good. Um, <laughs> I go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> if you're a fucking infantry lieutenant, you're uh-huh. not ranger qualified, you know, there's something wrong mm-hmm. with you. Uh, you know, cause there was, there was no war going on. Right. Going on. Um, so, uh, you know, the, eventually I migrated to the Q course and, and whatnot. Uh, uh, and like I said, I, I spent uh, a good deal of my time actually in the reserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
a funny story is I was, I was, I was a contractor working in the Pentagon. I was walking down the hallway. Uh, and you know, at that point I was not doing anything. I was in right. grad school and, uh, walking down the hall and, uh, the guy who was, uh, the battalion commander of the, of the SWIX training group when I was going through, uh, David McCracken sees mm-hmm. me and says, Hey man, you know, how you doing? You know, well, you know, I'm like, this guy was a full bird colonel when I was cat yeah. and he's right. like, Hey dude, you know, <laughs> uh, and he says, I know where you need to work. I got a place for you. And you, you know, he found me a job as a reservist mm-hmm. on what was called J3 sod at the time, uh, joint staff, uh, in the J3 in the ops part, um, special operations division, mm-hmm. which once nine 11 kicked off, uh, grew so it went mm-hmm. from a full bird in charge to i think a two-star mm-hmm. eventually um and it's now called ddso it, i don't that's the last time i knew it was deputy right. director of special operations you know j37 or something like that mm-hmm. um and it was all kind of counter-terrorist related and, and we ended up writing the the war plan the campaign plan for the whole GWAT. um oh wow months. You know, Excellent. That's kind, of, kind of what we did. Cool. Uh, well, I spent some time down at uh, Eglin at the Ranger yeah. School. Yeah. Uh, it was in 1979. We yeah. had a lieutenant. I was in a straight leg infantry platoon, but it was an aerial rifle platoon. And we got a second lieutenant, just got out of Ranger School. You know, I thought it was a good idea to take his platoon down there to aggress the Rangers for 30 days. So we were. It'll we did everything with the Rangers except there. jump out of the airplanes. He made us do everything. The rappelling, the snakes, the Yellow River, the rafting, patrolling, everything. But we always kept pogey bait oh, in yeah. our pants pockets for the Rangers. So when they attacked us and you know they killed us or whatever, we said, hey, man, pogey bait in the right pocket. <laughs> so they were nicer to you then. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun time. You know, of course water was cold. November, that water is damn cold. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. That's damn oh, yeah. cold. And I went, uh, it was, uh, June, July when I went through, uh-huh. um, my best friend, uh, who was stationed up in, in, in Alaska, uh, he went through in the rain, you know, in, in, uh, in December, January, mm-hmm. so he, he sewed on his tab with, uh, you know, the white dental floss. That was, the, that was the thing, of the <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, and you'd see guys, you know, you, you know, you check, yeah. you check out your know, shoulder. Oh, okay. He's got a tab. <laughs> then you see the white thread, and and that's what it, <laughs> what it means. Um, you know they don't do that anymore. You get the Velcro things, you stick it on. Yeah, that's that, all they that do was now. Kind of the cool guy thing to do back then, I guess. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, it it was a good time uh, as, as a lieutenant. Um, again, I I felt you know just me. It was essential for a young infantry lieutenant uh, mm-hmm. to get that. It, yeah. Um, the, you know, the older NCOs didn't give a shit ever, <laughs> right, right. right. but, but I think the younger guys certainly responded you know, the, the Lieutenant has a little, had a little street cred when right, he walked right. in. I mean, he's, he's still a Lieutenant. You, you know that. Right. Uh, but it, but it, it helped a little bit with credibility. And I think it even, even helped with your, your senior officers when they're evaluating mm-hmm. some young mm-hmm. Lieutenant, they're like, okay, well, this guy's. It seems to have some of this shit together. Yeah, I so, think it's just, okay, this guy's had some sleepless nights. 
Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what it was all about. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then the other thing that made an impression on me was mm-hmm. we had, uh, in my squad in my platoon, we had several bat boys and, uh, we had a E3, which, which mm-hmm. is not, you know, typically, uh, in the regular army an E3 can't go, but if you're in a ranger battalion, you can, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll have E4s. Um, right, fairly prevalent. You know, you gotta go to the ranger qualification. We gotta f- go to the qualification for it for those into the school. Yeah, all that crap. So, yeah, but I mean, for an E three PFC to go to ranger school, I was like, holy shit. Uh-huh. And and the story with me was, I had I kind of breezed through almost the whole thing, and I was I was in I was in the uh, I was I, I almost got you know best ranger. I right. forgot what it's all called until like, the very last patrol where, where I collided with a guy in midair on a jump and oh, wow. you know, literally just slam. And then we hit the ground and, and both of us were passed out. But, uh, the story with this, this kid, he was a uh, Ranger Monroe mm-hmm. and, uh, he had, again, his PFC and, and he had failed either a platoon sergeant or a platoon leader, mm-hmm. you know, job. Yeah. Role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and the RI goes to me, goes, okay, Ranger, Ranger Moreau needs a go so he can get through the school, you know, cause you're, you know, you're the last mm-hmm. days of the course. So he doesn't right. get rolled over so he can graduate. Right. And he says, Ranger Monroe, uh, needs a go and you're going to be his platoon sergeant and he better fucking pass. Cause if he doesn't pass, you don't pass. You, you get don't me. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who a sergeant, you know, yeah. one of those things. And, 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 and the better part really is my first patrol. Mm-hmm. I was the patrol leader in, in, I guess in Jordan in, at Fort Benning, the mm-hmm. very first patrol mm-hmm. and we're doing our thing. And, and, and again, you know, these guys were high speed, uh, Rangers, you know, right. Uh, so we had to come back to the ORP and almost not lost, but motherfuckers are asleep. (laughs) They don't want to be lost. (laughs) They're they're racked out. They they don't hear us coming. So they're not signaling to us to say, Hey, here we are. So we're trying, we're on azimuth and we're going back and we're like, shit, they're asleep. They're not where are we? And we don't know. We don't see them because it's dark. So Monroe had put a piece of glint tape on a tree. And of course we had the nods, mm-hmm. you know, PBS fives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the glint tape just, and he, and then he had not, a, not an IR or not an IR flashlight, but you could take, remember those gooseneck, uh, oh yeah, you know the flash. Take your red out, put a hole in, in the thing. You could take the filters <laughs> out of the bottom, put them all together, yeah. and it in effect was like an IR flashlight. And it didn't have a, a great beam for hundreds and hundreds of miles. It just had mm-hmm. a short thing. Right. But we were so close, right up on the thing, but you know we didn't see it. And then he takes a he takes a flashlight and he shines it on the glint tape, and of course now we see you know we're right on azimuth, we're right there, mm-hmm. and we kind of made a little bit more noise than we should have, 
mm-hmm. and make sure the guys in the patrol base were awake when we showed up because that would have been a no-go for me anyway. Right. Those guys were asleep. So he kind of saved my ass early mm-hmm. on, you know, in the course. And yeah. then it was kind of my turn. Your turn. Your turn <laughs> favor, uh, later on. It's yeah. always reciprocating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to hear the, you know, the Army war stories. It doesn't matter who Navy, Air Force, Marines, Army, doesn't matter. So you got out of the Army. Yep. And you said, I'm going to yep. write a book. <laughs> yeah. So, the, tell us the, about it. The short story, um, uh, I had retired from the Army in 2015. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years later, you know, my mother's getting older mm-hmm. and uh, not really doing well. And I knew that. Uh, but my brother was home taking care of her. And finally, I made one, a call one day and I could just tell, you know, it was a shit show. And, right. and he was having a hard time dealing with it. It was that bad. So, you know, I just said, you know, I'm going to retire, period. Mm-hmm. So I put in my two weeks notice and then I ended up going back home sometime during that process. She's on her last leg. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'm going to write a book. Uh, and I did. Mm-hmm. And I self-published, you know, the first book I wrote is actually called Las Vegas and $12 a day. And I got it published, got it printed and I got it into her hands. I think Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. The day before Christmas that year, and she, you know, she was, uh, she, she had COPD and dementia and she gets this thing. She's like, Oh God, you wrote this. Uh, and mm-hmm. I said, yeah, mom, you know, wrote it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and she, she's all excited. You know, oh, yeah. right. You know, of course I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. Uh, and she, she died, uh, new year's Eve, you know, f- what, you know, five, six, seven days later. Oh wow! Um, but that, but that was the that was the the kind of the start. Um, mm-hmm. I always want to write, yada yada. Like I said, I started back right school, and uh, so I started that. And then I, you know, after a while, I said, you know, th- there's some legs to this, so I could write some more. And I and I did mm-hmm. uh, the book that I have um, currently out. They're all out, but uh, right. I, but I ended up, you know, going from being self published to being published through defiance mm-hmm. press mm-hmm. and um they just uh put it out um as you know defiance press um they just put it out uh 31 october so so uh so how oh, excellent following day it, it hit the streets um uh, it's called rose hips in june uh which kind of comes from a poem that's in there yada yada mm-hmm. um uh and it's it's about this the the origin of this the main character across the series, mm-hmm. uh, known as the warlock. And the warlock is um, a position that was established by uh, the Reagan administration, you know, back in 1980 after the Tehran um, Iran crisis, the hostage mm-hmm. crisis. Mm-hmm. So. The CIA director at the time, Bill Casey, said, hey, you know, our, our covert capabilities is, is kind of slipping. We need, we need to do something. So they established this office, you know, outside of um, Title 50 authorities of the CIA mm-hmm. 
to do really, really dirty, nasty shit, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so the warlock thinks up great thoughts, great strategies, you know, and he, he just hones right into the, you know, a problem set of some sort. And he is unconstrained. He is, he has no, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have the law, uh, an oversight by Congress sort of thing. Right. He's completely outside of all that. But he also has access to all, anything he wants, he gets, you know, if he wants, uh, you know, CIA so-and-so, or he wants, you know, a satellite tasking, anything, Mm -hmm. anything. He just kind of, he has this override capability. He Mm -hmm. just gets all the resources he needs. Boom. And, and, you know, and he puts that into his plan and and he goes for it. That's the general idea of the series. Mm -hmm. Um, there's going to be more than one. Well, 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 I've already, so I've written the one with Defiance, okay. um, you know, right. self-published, I, I have six others. Oh, I see. Okay. But what I'll be doing is I'll be modifying those six mm-hmm. to make a, a follow-up to Rosehips. Okay. You know, so Excellent. that's, uh, so they will be based on what I've already written, but I'll be merging stuff together mm-hmm. and then modifying it so essentially kind of rewriting all okay over. all right all right so i've got a head start if you will mm-hmm. um and, and a lot of the people have already uh read you know the uh the books that that, mm-hmm. that are out there um they certainly will recognize you know oh yeah i've seen that before um, right but it's going to take significant effort to take book one, two, and three and kind of merge it together into one. So all the timelines meet and it all makes yes, sense. That is tough. Yeah, it's going uh, yeah. be kind of a pain, but yeah. that's, that's my plan. Yeah. My books have a lot of things going on at one time. So it's getting everything lined up where it makes sense. And if you don't have a character for, you know, 40 pages, you got to add them back somewhere and you got to, you know, close all the loops and, and everything. So yeah, that's definitely something that you have to, you know, really be mindful of, uh, when you're, yep. when you're doing all these series and timelines and multiple books and characters and everything. Yep. So, I, I, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. What well, I was going to say, I do kind of have my own process in, 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 in managing, you know, okay. uh, I, I have a spreadsheet and in each book that I have written, I lay out all the characters and each event by, you know, chapter mm-hmm. pretty much, but, in chronological order and then i save that and then when mm-hmm. i write the next book i go back to that thing and go okay where's this where's a, a time slot available to, to stick you know whatever right so right I, so i try to keep consistency of, of across all the books by by managing it that way because i can't keep it up in my head you know I, I forget you know what i eat this morning i don't know <laughs> uh, you know whatever I don't, so I, uh, that, that way, the, writer, it, the writer's curse. So what, what did I, what did I just write this morning? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's for if sure. If you had very specific questions, I probably could recall it eventually. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. So, so what, 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 what do you write? Do you, do you write like, do you have a time frame or what t- a window you like to write in or how, how much do you write a day? Do you have a um, goal? How, what do you do for yourself? So, so like right now you might be able to see the silver behind me. I'm mm-hmm. in an Airstream. This is my home. Nice. Home. And, nice. Uh, this is the second year 
uh, I've gone to Whistler and I have a, I have a blog, uh, my author site, mm-hmm. which and is, um, uh, author, a U T H O R Mike Bennett.com. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I have books there, um, mm-hmm. you know, signed copies, right. uh, uh, and, and, and then I have a blog and, and part of the blog is about writing. And then part mm-hmm. of the blog really is about this, this whole Whistler thing. So last year I wrote, you know, a couple stories or, or, you know, just updates mm-hmm. to, 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 to the fans, right. To the fans right. there that, right. um, uh, and, and then, and then the, the, this year, so this is the second year, um, to the answer your question about writing, um, I fit in writing between when I go snowboarding. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I don't get all the writing in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I still do. I mean, you know, it's a pretty long day. Uh, when right. you're sitting in the, it, this thing is literally a tin can. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, get heaters going and whatnot, but it, they it, don't it rust can, either. It's aluminum. They don't rust. They don't rust. They'll last forever. You know, and you can see the, the outside yeah. looks the same as, as this, yeah. you know, stainless steel. Uh, uh, I bought it used, um, uh, but it, it's still quite serviceable to use an army term. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can be challenging still because it's a tin can. And when you turn the heat off, it really hasn't the insulation. If it's below 20 degrees, um, you know, it gets cold in here quick. Uh, so, uh, you know, life inside this thing is tube is, yeah. is kind of challenging, but right. you know, I go ski, you know, for, three four hours at a at a mm-hmm. whack you know maybe three maybe four times a week depending on the snow um and then like on the weekends i i, I just don't do it because the mountain is absolutely insane it's, oh, it's packed that's it's nuts it really is nuts this place is huge and it's, it's so a, is there gonna is there gonna be a book in the series uh taking place in a mountainous region skiing well so um, <laughs> the, the book that's out now, Rose Hips in June, the character himself, um, is Canadian. Mm-hmm. So, and he's working for, you know, the U S government, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's a, you, and, and the reason for that is, um, so part of the, whatever, um, there, this is better. Okay. See that, um, that's part of the basis of the book, uh, the warlock himself, the first guy was a World War II vet in the unit mm-hmm. called First Special Service Force, which was a joint U.S.-Canadian commando unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Devil's Brigade. You've seen the movie? That's what it is. The Devil's Brigade. Uh, William Holden, like 1956 okay. or 58 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so and 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 this guy grew up uh in the Banff area, which I did ski uh you know years ago. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's mountainous skiing, you know, there's there's little excerpts of little pieces. Um I think in subsequent books a- a- across the books I-, I make some little oblique references mm-hmm. uh kind of to the Whistler vibe, if nothing else. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, that stuff does kind of sneak in, 
uh, in little details, uh, certainly in this, in this first book. And then the other ones, uh, there's, there's a, there's a couple books. Um, mm-hmm. I think the last two where I will make reference to, to this kind of, um, not necessarily living in an airstream sort of deal, but, um, right. yeah, like any writer, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you end up taking little pieces of stuff you've done yep. and, and then you slot it in there in, in yep. your writing. Oh yeah. And I, I do a lot of research for my books. I pro- you probably do stuff that may you made up, not have done. And I mean, I, I, I do a lot of, do a lot of technology in my book. I had a lot of mm-hmm. technology that, not, that may not exist right now, but you got to make it believable enough to where right. hopefully somebody, Oh yeah, that's possible. Yep. Right. So research takes a long time. So, and, you know, just, just not writing people. Think, oh, you just sit down and write. Well, maybe some people do, but no, I've got to do research. I, I got to tell you what's, what, what's kind of blows my mind sometimes is writing now. You've got the internet. And you, and mm-hmm. you, you know, tell me about something. Uh, but guys that wrote, you know, pre-internet, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, this stuff was in their head. I mean, how did they do research then? Right. And they went to the library and checked out books. You know, and, and then they typed excerpts from. I have no well, idea. Handwritten, hand handwritten. I mean, oh I have no God. idea. I mean, that blows my mind because because right. you get a guy like, not necessarily technology, but any any, any kind of subject, and, and 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 they go into this great amount of detail, and you're like, where does this come from? You know, right. This guy's brain is just chock full of. Stuff. When I. Uh... When you said uh, a guy typing, I thought of Funny Farm with uh, Chevy Chase. Where he's <laughs> looking out the window, gets the first page. He's like, ah, "I'm gonna go do fishing or something," you know, and yep. try yep. to That's get your creative juices going. <laughs> yeah. No, kind of further answer. You know, once I start writing, uh, you know, after I've done all that research, and I, I'm the same way. There's a lot of technology, uh, a lot of SIGINT. Um, in in the books across you know time mm-hmm. uh there's a the, the, you know there's a lot of research so there's more time probably in the prep of you, you might have an idea and you go okay i gotta, I gotta chase this all these kind of details down for this idea all that kind of stuff and, and again i go back to my little spreadsheet there's another tab somewhere so uh how, how do you market your books what are you doing from a marketing perspective? That, that that that's that's the hard part for me. That that's absolutely the hard part. You know, obviously a a, a blog sort of thing like this, right? You know, get out there and and, and verbalize, you know, the books. Um, I'm I'm on Twitter all the time, so I'm I'm, I'm putting together little, you know, book things as far as here's a nice little picture, yada yada yada. A lot of my books. Um, again, across this whole timeline of 30 some odd years, you know, this warlock saga, um, there would be an event and I'll give you an example that's in one of the books called the Baltic chain. Um, if you recall Nord Stream, you know, Nord Stream is the gas pipeline between Russia going to Germany underneath the Baltics, uh, the Baltic sea, I think. Yeah. Um, and that got blown up a couple of years ago. If you, and that's the that's the piece of history. Then see if, see if you remember. It was kind of the big deal because uh, it was at 
you know, the very beginning of the Ukraine war. And then all of a sudden the Nord Stream gas pipeline blows up and everyone's, oh my God, this is. So you're talking about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. What, how's that uh, play into things? Uh, yeah, all I was getting at is, um, so that's an actual world event that occurred in 2022. Well, mm-hmm. I wrote Baltic Chain in 2019, and that's one of the major plot points is the Warlock targets Nord Stream 2 with a cyber attack, you know, without getting into the book in full detail. Right, right. And I think what I was, was getting at, it, there's, there's a lot of material out there, just real world events. Mm-hmm. I track along the series, um, and I, I, I modify perhaps a little bit to fit my plot line, but right. a, a lot of events that occur in the books, um, with a little bit of a twist. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I take, look at world events and say, okay, how could, how could they morph into something or what could happen? So yeah, a lot of mine, I talk about. In the f- the first book about there's something going on in the oil fields of Russia, right? But they've known for they've known for 25 years, sure. And we've just uncovered it based on accidental satellite imagery, right? And whole clandestine operation. Then another one is a rare form of cobalt is found in the Congo that allows the Chinese to miniaturize their solar batteries, increase the profi- efficiency of them, charging capability, and they're going to put them in their Type 99 tanks. And do and make the paint where they collect the solar as a solar collector, so they can so, run it definitely. So it's kind of interesting. You you see seized on that also. The last book in my in the, in my self published mm-hmm. series is called Brine of War. Brine mm-hmm. derived from lithium, right? Right. One of the ways you make make the uh, extract the lithium to mm-hmm. to use in the batteries, and and the main theme across all the books is America. You know, once you get out of the 80s and 90s, so you've got this book, Rose, Hips, and June, that's that's out now, and it really is 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. And you've established the warlock. And then the remainder of the stuff is the warlock kind of looking at American foreign policy and finding it lacking and deficient and uh, hitting on certain themes that he feels are quite necessary uh, that are outside of our current you know, foreign policy. Right. Uh, and, and the main um, the main enemies that he is he, he's working against China, Russia, Iran and Turkey uh, are the four. Now, you, mm-hmm. you can argue there's there's others, there's North Korea, there's Venezuela, but those are the ones he kind of focuses on. And then some of the, really the books are kind of focused uh, the Baltic chain. I talked mm-hmm. about Nord Stream. That's all about kind of Russia, and it's all mm-hmm. pre-Ukraine war. So the Warlock has some special forces guys conducting unconventional warfare, UW, um, mm-hmm. in the Donbass region of 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 uh, Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Syria. You know the the um, the uh, uh, seaport uh, in Tartus, which is mm-hmm. Russians. Um, so, you know, you'll have a book on kind of, you know, taking out Russia interests, mm-hmm. a book, uh, the Zangazur campaign is kind of oriented towards, uh, Iran. I mean, really targeting them, mm-hmm. uh, when towers falls is, is targeting Turkey. 
Um, and then Boom Slang Gambit is specific to China. Okay. And then you, you know, the, the warlock kind of looks at all this chaos mm-hmm. <laughs> that he is, he's yeah. caused, and it's still not getting the job done. And it, you know, because the, the actual American policymakers are not taking advantage of the opportunities that he's providing. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of have this last brine of war on lithium. Uh, so, so I have a, there's a little bit of stuff about the cobalt, you know, right. in, in, yeah. in the DRC. And there's a bunch of operations in, in Africa mm-hmm. where the, the, the warlock has some guys that do hits on Chinese infrastructure, but it makes it look like it's the Wagner group of Russia doing okay. it. Okay. So, right. so, so you'll get in the, in the, you know, the books, there's, there's a lot of misattribution mm-hmm. of who's doing what it, the, the United States never appears to be the one conducting all this chaos and mayhem, it, you know, it's, it's Russia is hitting the Chinese, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, or, or China right. hitting Russia. So there's all this kind of, you know, misdirection mm-hmm. going on. Uh, but you know, Lithium. Cobalt. That's where it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, stuff that I said. Well, you know, I talked about that, or kind of mentioned it in one of the books, and, and like, oh, you know, how'd you, how that even happen, right? Some things like what's going on in Russia with, um, with the Ukraine hit uh, some of their ports in the, in the Black Sea, yep. and you know, how, but I, but I like it because you do a little bit of research. You look at okay, what yep. some past events foretell right. future events. Right. Potentially, right? right? That's why you read history. Um, so, how do you market? What do you What do you do from a marketing perspective? Because that That's what the, I find the toughest part of the book is marketing the book. You, you put it out there, and you think, "Oh, it everybody's going to read it," and nobody knows who you are. Exactly, and that's the hardest part. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting on a show like yours yeah. always helps. Yeah. You know, this you have people they go, "Oh, that looks pretty interesting." Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to check into that. You know, the next thing you know, they buy the book or what or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're not famous, uh, that is definitely a challenge. But you know, that's 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 one avenue. Yeah. I, I do a lot on Twitter where I where I take these, you know, real world events that are going on in Gaza or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, and they are related in some way across all these books. And I'll I'll put together a nice little tweet, you know, with pictures. Right. And, I'd say blah 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 blah. Oh, by the way, I've kind of done something like this already in the yep. Zangazer campaign on Iran, or I've done da da da. So boom, throw it out there. Mm-hmm. That's really my only. I, I do have a Facebook thing that that uh, I, I I I just post. Uh, you know, my my books have pictures or graphs, mm-hmm. uh, and it's only you know the first third of any of the books really is is almost like a, a college research paper. Mm-hmm. You set up this whole thing about lithium. Yes. Yeah. All about, you know, EVs and all this kind of stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And I, it, you know, it's, it's footnoted, mm-hmm. you know, and then in some cases I will take a graph or I'll take a photograph, you know, something of a picture mm-hmm. or whatnot. And when you print it, it doesn't really, you know, it's a little tiny thing and it yeah, doesn't really show what I want. So I will then take all the graphs and pictures and whatnot, and I'll post it on my 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 uh, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So if you're a reader and you really kind of want to see this map, you know, of Africa mm-hmm. that shows the rail line going to whatever port on the on the west coast, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to the web, you can go to the, the website, you know, the, the Facebook page and there it is. You can blow it up in your screen. You can drill down to it and look at it. Um, yep. that's pretty cool. You know, and some people, you know, even though I say it in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. they, 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 oh, I can't read. Well, go to the fucking Facebook thing. <laughs> like yeah, I said, it's yeah, right there. It's right large. there. And, you know, look at it. <laughs> um, you know, so you, you have limitations with print copy and that's just, that's one of them. Right. Um, but as far as marketing, that is difficult. This time around, again, I've, I've, I've written seven books over the course of two years and oh, wow. I have a following. You know, some people in on, on the Twitter that uh, you know like and you know write reviews, and that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you buy the books and you like them, if you don't like them, write a review. Say, hey, yeah, reviews are important. Ass because yes. you know, blah blah blah. Whatever. Um, I, I'm not saying be malicious in in writing a review, but if you feel something is lacking, there drags along because it's mm-hmm. too much technical stuff. Okay, you know, it it, do, it doesn't trip your trigger. I get it. Write that. It's okay. Uh, but right. if you write a three-star review, have the courtesy to to substantiate why you feel, don't just do the three-star and walk away. Exactly. Which is really kind yeah. of a bummer. You know, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Definitely the reviews are, are big, uh, either on Goodreads or Amazon, and Amazon owns Goodreads, so yeah, exactly. it's all it's all the same, you know. Like yeah, that. I mean, that's, the, that's one thing that's good about Defiance Press. Um, there's a, there's a totally different outreach from self-publish. It's all Kindle. It's all, Mm. it's all Amazon period. Right. Right. Um, so you, your reach is only, you know, so much. And there, there are, Mm. there are readers are like, I won't buy shit from Amazon because Jeff Bezos has too much money. They literally won't buy it from Amazon. Right. Um, so Defiance Press is, is putting this Rose Hips in June book out you know, Barnes and Noble and, and a whole bunch of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, book publishing venues in the UK and whatnot. So it's, it's got a totally different reach, um, as far as it's not just Amazon, which, which is good. Right. Um, yeah, it's good to have other outlets, brick and mortar, um, yeah. you know, uh, internet audio, all sorts of stuff. The more and, formats and you have in the probably the better, and, and the more this, the reach. Audiobooks, you know, I had people inquire about, oh my God, you know, this is great. Very literally, the guy is a truck driver. Or there was a woman who was mm. a truck driver. Uh, and having driven across the country with the Airstream behind me, you know, hauling this trailer, I can really appreciate better, you know, what these people do for a, a, a living. You know, they're sitting behind. You ought to wrap that bad boy. You ought to wrap it in your books. And that'd be your mobile uh, advertising there, platform. There you go. But 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 now they're they're putting out an, au- <laughs> an audio book, right? Oh, good. Um. So so you know a lot of readers have been waiting for, uh, you know, readers, you know, listeners now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For the audio format because their their lifestyle is such that they don't have time. You know, they have kids. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they have a commute. You know, an hour commute every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll, they'll listen to a couple of chapters on the way to work. Um, yes. So, so I think the audiobook will be a big thing. Um, and I tell you, the guy that's doing the reading, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my voice sucks. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't. Yeah. You got to get professionals to do that. There's no yeah, doubt about that. But the guy doing the reading. So I, so I, they sent me, you know, a file for mm-hmm. several different, you know, mm-hmm. whatever people to audition. Yeah. And I, you know, there were a couple of good ones. And then finally I get to this guy and I was like, man, this. This guy's fucking mm-hmm. right on. 
He's perfect. Right. He's not too dramatic, you know. You know, not too dry. One guy, there's yeah. one guy. He's like, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's like, dude. I mean, he was irritating <laughs> right from the, right from the beginning. Of that. <laughs> but this guy, I mean, just hits it just right. I mean, he, he he's he's reading it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit of inflection and drama in his voice, but he's just to me. You know, I was like, right. that's perfect. So then they sent me like a checkpoint, you know, he'd mm-hmm. written, he'd read further. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, just keep doing what you're fucking doing. You know, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not going to direct you. I'm not, a, I don't know. You know. Well, they're professionals, right? So they should hopefully know what they're doing. This guy just, uh. he, he just, I, I thought was great. So I'm really looking forward to that coming out. Uh, I, I literally will buy it myself so I can listen you know, yeah, I, I do that. I do that. I listen to it because I, I like to he- hear it. And I want to hear it from someone. Else. You know, I hear yeah. the, the voice in my head when I'm writing, and I don't like listening to my voice. Right. So you listen to somebody else's. Yeah. So, so cool. what's the name of the book again? Let's uh, get some folks out to get that bad boy. Um, Rose Hips, all one word. Rose Hips in June. Of course, it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Bennett. So you can you can search it that way, and boom, it'll pop up. Uh, it, it, you know, they've got to kind of get sorted out. You know, Kindle has like a separate page and then mm-hmm. the paperback and hard copy has a separate page, which mm-hmm. are disconnected from my series page of the self. Okay. Books. But they, they have, you have an author page that's to link all those books up, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to update my, my actual website, uh, mm-hmm. for the Rose Hips in June. So, so there's, there's that. And I, mm-hmm. and I would say that is the best one. It, it's technically, it's the seventh book that I wrote, mm-hmm. but I went back to the beginning of the origin of this warlock guy back to World War II. Okay. So it, go, it goes from World War II, you, you get this little blurb of that's, he is a commando from this unit. Mm-hmm. It then goes into the Tehran 1979, you know, hostage crisis, mm-hmm. kind of, because this guy is going to evacuate SIGINT data from what were called the taxman sites. So back then, Iran was kind of our friend. Why? Because the they, they were the Shah of Iran was against the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and they permitted CIA to put SIGINT sites in the very northern part yep. along the Caspian coast, yep. and. Uh, those SIGINT sites were called taxmen and they, and they recorded the telemetry data from their missile testing uh, that the Soviets did in their missile ranges mm-hmm. in the southern part of the Soviet Union. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it starts there. That book, Rose Hips in June, is the origin of this concept, which is validated. Okay. And there's a couple, you know, funky little operations that go mm-hmm. on. Soviet Union ain't gonna like. I'll <laughs> just put it that way. Uh, and it, you know, it. Oh well, they crumbled anyways. They lo- well, it was, <laughs> the whole idea was to accelerate them, yeah, losing. And that you know, so yeah. you did that, and then you roll into the nineties, and there's kind of a whole different set right. there. Uh, so most books that I write, half of the book is kind of a, a signals intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, technical intelligence kind of orientation. Mm-hmm. There's something in there. It's very technical. And then the other half of the book is unconventional warfare, special forces stuff. Um, okay. Where, where, you know, maybe where 
like like I said before, uh, recruiting somebody in 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 Algeria um, uh, that's going to hit targets, you know, and make it look mm-hmm. like Wagner Group, but you it's know, we're, we're recruit, you know, so unconventional warfare type guerrilla tactic type stuff. So those are the two halves of the okay. book. All of them, each one kind of does that. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Rose Hips in June. Um, Amazon, you should be able to find it on uh, on Barnes and Noble. Uh, mm-hmm. or, I mean, there are I, I can't remember them all. There are other ways to obtain. Oh, there's it a ton. Other than Amazon. Yep. So. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So, go out there, folks. Get his uh, book. Uh, he'll be writing one, another between snowboarding. Yes. So, I look forward uh, for the summer. <laughs> I, you know, I've got my my snowboarding face on. This is actually, I just blew it on uh, <laughs> part of my disguise. You got to fit in. Yeah. You got to fit in. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, Mike. It's it great meeting I, you. And I would say is go to the, my website itself, author mm-hmm. Mike Bennett, and you can kind of read up on, you know, these books and what, you know, I have an extended, you know, summary of each book and how they mm-hmm. all fit. And then, of course, you can follow my Whistler Ski Travels, which is you know, fascinating to everybody. So you get that. Excellent. It's a good, uh, a good hook. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Mike, you take it easy and uh, watch out for the snowboarders. Well, yes, sir. The ones that really don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> we'll talk later. Bye. Later.